Welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Mic podcast where we talk about podcasting with podcasters. Today we have a very special guest in the building, uh, a good friend of mine, Jay. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks for having me, Marty. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, one of the things that uh, I know because I'm familiar with the show, but maybe our listeners are not that familiar either, um, is about the DTC pod, your show that you run uh, with a co-host. Uh, can you give us a bit more context on what the show is about, what are the main topics you discuss? Um, and just a general understanding for people of, of the show. Yeah, absolutely. So like you mentioned, I co-host the D2C pod. Um, it's a podcast for basically uh, e-commerce D2C folks. Most of our audience is founders, marketers, other people that are looking to potentially start an e-commerce business. And we really focus in on actionable insights and tips. So not only do we interview other founders, other marketers, even people in customer success and things like that, but we also do our own research to find um, interesting things that we come across. Uh, for instance, like maybe it's an email sequence, maybe it's a checkout flow or, or something like that, or a product page that has something that's really cool. So we'll research that information and we'll also share it as well. But really the, the end goal is like I mentioned earlier, actionable insights that you know you can listen to the podcast and uh, close the app or whatever wherever you're listening on and then say okay I kind of know what to to work on my business next is it more a marketing focus or do you also talk about different things like operations uh, customer service or, or is it more uh, just marketing and sales yeah, we've had a lot of marketing and sales focus. Uh, for the most part, that's kind of how we got started. Um, but now we're starting to move a little bit more into customer success, operations. Um, we've even had some people talking about fulfillment for e-commerce orders. I'm still trying to, whenever we try and bring on guests, um, we, we try and prepare like a, a good solid list of questions to ask them and topics to talk about. And so my background's in marketing. And so that's where I kind of have the most experience. So we usually right. tend to lean in that area. Um, but as I'm becoming more knowledgeable in the space, um, we're trying to bring in more guests that, uh, have experiences outside of just, you know, the, the sales and marketing, which I think is the most case for, for most like direct to consumer podcasts. Yeah. 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 Uh, tell me a bit more about the backstory of the show, uh, how it came to be, uh, how do you know the co-founder, um, why did you guys decide to get started? Just take us back to, to those days. Yeah, so we got started back in, I want to say now, January of 2020, and really what we were doing there, so the project is actually owned completely by Trend, and that's the company I worked at last, and Trends an influencer marketing uh, platform where they basically connect brands with influencers, creators um, to like create high quality content. And so we started the podcast as a way to grow our presence in the direct consumer e-commerce space. And so we saw that there wasn't really like a, uh, there was a lot of e-commerce uh, podcast ranking. And so my background's in like uh, SEO content. That's how I kind of got started. And so I realized that there was a gap for D2C focused podcasts. And obviously they have a lot of like overlap in the space um, and things like that, but people weren't really finding podcasts and there was no one that was really owning that space. So we were like, Hey, let's go after this. Let's grab this space. Uh, we can use this as an opportunity to kind of get the word out about what we're building 
um, not in like a super salesy way, but really in like, hey, let's create a content arm that can provide a lot of value to listeners. And then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get some people that are interested in, in working with us um, in our actual SaaS platform. I love that. Um, and you and I have been together in the same clubhouse rooms a while back. Uh, so I know that you're, you're a charismatic guy that can talk, but is there any challenges that you've faced uh, while starting the podcast? Maybe not as much as in the feeling of putting yourself out there, but what are some of the challenges or the difficulties of starting, running, and continuing to grow uh, the show with, uh, with, together with the co-host as well? Yeah, I'll give you a couple of uh, good challenges that we've had. And uh, I, I always am an opportunist, so I kind of look at them as opportunities. So one of the early challenges that we had was just literally getting people to listen to the podcast. Like right. you can't just create a podcast and publish it out. And even if you're distributed on every single podcast platform, that doesn't guarantee you that people are going to listen. And so there were, I think our first episode did like maybe like five downloads. Um, right. And there was like a bunch of days with zero downloads. Uh, we didn't have a big like presence in the space. Um, so we were starting to really like grow, get started. Um, and this was super early. I'd started actually with the company like three months prior to that. So um, even though I was head of growth over there, I hadn't really gotten my feet set into what mm -hmm. I was working on. So distribution was a big problem for us. And actually we struggled a lot with distribution. I think for the first six months, um, there were a lot of days where we really didn't do very high amount of listens. We were, uh, I thought talking about great topics, but just didn't have the distribution over there. And so one of the things that we did to overcome that challenge um, is we actually changed the podcast name. So we actually started with the podcast. It was called uh, the trend. Um, and so that was obviously from the company's name. Right. And, uh, what I learned, uh, after following some other people that have their own podcasts, it's the name is actually incredibly important to how people search about you. So, you know, we were talking about e-commerce direct to consumer topics, but no one was really searching for the trend podcast. And so right. we decided to rebrand the name to D to C pod. Um, and that actually, gave a huge bump in our downloads. And another thing that we did specifically that also helped to really get that flywheel going was creating show notes and really good show notes for our podcast that we publish on our website. So that way we were effectively doubling the, the traffic and kind of creating that flywheel for the podcast. Uh, another big challenge that we've had was getting sponsors as well. And I think, uh, you know, this is an interesting topic because some people are like, you know, I just want to have my podcast and no sponsors. We just want to talk about whatever we're talking about. But I think sponsorships are great because they provide another revenue channel for a business. And so um, we struggled early on to kind of find sponsors. And now we're finally finding our groove. And it was really um, you know, having an established space, getting key guests on the podcast and, and continuing to grow from there. Um, and, and on that guest piece, I will say, um, you know, relating that back to distribution, one of the things that we found incredibly effective for, for growing the podcast was getting not really like the guests that have hundreds of thousands of followers, um, but the guests that maybe has like, two or 3000 followers that, uh, is like, wow, I'm on a podcast. I'm going to go 
share the absolute crap out of this once they send me the link and, and promote it as much as possible. And so that was really big for us. So we started with a lot of guests that, you know, didn't have huge uh, audiences. Now we've brought on some guests that do have like hundreds of thousands of followers that are sharing it out. Um, but that was key for us as well. Interesting, because I, I think there's that balance between, you know, focusing on distribution, making sure that you're reaching the right people, but also potentially not being super obsessed with analytics and distribution, right? Because I, I think there's a lot of benefits that come with podcasting beyond the how many downloads you're getting. Um, but at the same time, it's important to make sure that you're distributing that and you're just not publishing for nobody. Uh, how, how much of an eye you kept on analytics? It was it something that you continuously checked and drove your decision making, or was that more of a soft data for you uh, that you check once in a while but didn't really drive whether this was a success or not? Basically, yeah. How how did you measure success early days and then later on? Yeah, I'd say it was a little bit of a soft data point for us. Um, you know, I do check in once in a while. Um, I'd say probably on a weekly basis actually to check in to see how many downloads we're doing. It doesn't really drive our decision-making in terms of the guests that we bring on or maybe even strategy on how we're going to necessarily promote. Um, but the ultimate goal is to kind of grow the podcast. Like the right. more listeners that we have, the more reach that we have, the more potential customers for the business. Obviously I don't work at trend anymore, um, but I still want to see the business succeed. And obviously as uh, a co-host, it is my job to make sure that we are continuing to grow the podcast. Um, so it really doesn't drive a, a bunch of decisions over there, but obviously like our goal is to uh, keep growing the podcast. And so we do pay attention and we do, uh, one of the things that we do track um, that is kind of a, a little bit key and we are working to track a little bit better is seeing how episodes perform um, and, and noting who the guest is when they end up promoting the podcast, like on their own platform. So for instance, to give you like a real example, and I think that'll better illustrate my point than me kind of talking about it is um, we brought on um, a great guy, Eli Weiss, who's uh, director of customer success at uh, this brand called Olipop. And he actually promoted uh, the podcast on LinkedIn, his episode on LinkedIn, and we got a crazy number of spikes in downloads. And so what that kind of tells me um, you know, there's, you know, we need to, obviously we continue to make sure that, um, and we've seen that a couple of times, a, a few times in other episodes. Um, so we make sure to, to send them the link and, and ask them to promote and things like that. But what it also tells me is, Hey, this is a guest that we probably want to bring back at some point and maybe unpack right. some information, um, and, and figure out a way to work with this person a little bit more. Um, so those are some of the indicators that I kind of look at, um, uh, Data is important. I think it is important to continue to keep growing the podcast. Obviously, it depends on what niche you're in and how much market you have over there. Um, but it is definitely something I, I, I do keep an eye on. Yeah, it makes sense because you're able to identify maybe the skin influencers that have really tight audiences, right? Because I'm not sure how much following um, he had, but it definitely seems like he had a very tight, close-knit following that allowed him to spike your, your number of downloads. And now you, you find that influence that you can potentially work with him in, in different ways. For us, what worked really well uh, and what continues to work with the, our other podcast podium stories is to also create content and share it with the guests as well. So we'll create two to three clips branded with their, his company or her company and then say, hey, here's three pieces of content that you can publish uh, on your LinkedIn and these are yours. Feel free to use it, don't use it, we don't care. Uh, 
but when they use it, that really drives a lot of downloads for us as well. Uh, so just giving that free content, it's not too expensive for us because we do that as a company. Uh, but it's really helpful for the guests to really have some content assets and publish. We, we talked, Jay, before about getting guests from large followings, smaller followings. Can you tell me a bit more about what makes a great guest for you? What can a guest that comes to DWC pod uh, do, think, say, behave like uh, to make sure that you guys put together a great interview together? Yeah, I think the best guests that we've had are really the ones that are actually doing this stuff every single day. So, you know, if we're bringing on someone to talk about uh, TikTok marketing, it's someone that's either doing TikTok marketing or having a really, really close eye on it with whoever's doing it in their organization. Or if we bring on someone that's talking about customer experience, that's, you know, managing a customer experience thing or, or things like that. Um, the, the farther removed people are, I think the, the less impact they have as a guest. And the other thing I'll add is, uh, you know, we have brought on some guests that are, that have raised money and, you know, have started working on a business and are doing like everything right, but they're maybe just following the standard playbook. And those typically don't always make the best guests, um, because there's not really anything unique. So what we really look for when we bring on guests now is people, what is something interesting or unique that this guest is doing that we've never really either seen before or we've never really covered before. Um, for instance, to give you an example, we brought on a guy, uh, this guy, Connor, that uh, is the founder of uh, a brand called Fort. And he raised like $3 million on his Kickstarter campaign. And so wow. um, that was really awesome. He had a lot of insights to unpack over there. And, and it really all connects back to what I talked about earlier, which is this person is doing it every single day and actually going in and continuously looking for opportunities to grow. Um, and, and so that's what it's really about. And that's where we found the most insights. What are some ways that you as a host can create the environment for that guest to really feel comfortable sharing and getting into the details, right? Because uh, even the guests that are on the day-to-day -day life, they're working on this, they might share just surface level stuff. So how do you take them to the deep end where the real meat and value of the of their knowledge happens and then you can share that with your audience. How do you create that environment with them? Yeah, I think for us, it really comes down to the preparation of the podcast. And so what we do uh, leading up to the episode uh, is we'll send out a list of about uh, 10 to 12 different questions, topics that we want to discuss on the podcast. Uh, they don't have to answer it. It's not like on the, like on the Google doc that we send over. It's not like homework for the, right. for the guests, but just something to kind of give them an idea. Um, and, and at least like have talking points of where to drive the conversation and, and get it going. And so that's been really great for us. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, I think it's really important. Uh, I don't know if this is discussed as much, but it's really important to pick the right host as well as it is to pick the right guest. Um, because as a host, your job is to not only just ask whatever questions or topics you have lined up, but it's also, hey, if my guest says something that's really interesting, I, I as a host have to adjust on the fly and ask the right follow-up questions and, and dive in deeper when it's necessary to really get the most out of uh, that interaction. So I'd say it's both on the, the guest and the host to produce a really good podcast episode. Yeah, it's interesting for the host, right? Because I think it makes us better conversationalists, right? Because you have this 
research ready, you, you have your game plan, but then the guests will talk about something that it's really mind blowing. And then you have to change the whole thing for that. Uh, and just being able to keep your ego in check and saying, now is the time where I shut up and let the guests do the talking. I think it's important. Uh, how much research do you guys do pre-podcast? Because uh, we've had guests uh, that run podcasts that have, do a lot of research, guests that show up and, and be the hostess uh, with no preparation. Uh, how much research you and your co-host do of your guests and the questions you're going to ask? Yeah, I'll spend about 30 minutes, maybe max, um, researching and putting together like a list of questions and topics. And it's really like, what were we interested in bringing this person on for? Um, and what can they talk about? And then potentially even looking at previous podcasts that they might have been on um, and, and seeing what they've talked about. And if something was potentially interesting there uh, that we either want them to A, like restate on our podcast or potentially dive into further. Like maybe they, the podcast that they were on asked like a, a surface level question and didn't really dive in deeper over there. Um, so that's an opportunity for us to dive in deeper. But yeah, I, I don't spend more than, than 30 minutes. I kind of just have a, a template. Um, and I, I can tell you about the template. It's really, I've got the topic at the top. It's like a quick sentence. Uh, you've got a little intro that puts the person's name, what their position is, um, and a quick little summary about uh, their company. And I just grabbed that from LinkedIn and we've got our questions list. And then, uh, just at the bottom, just a quick reminder to, to thank the guest, um, and ask them to, to share, you know, where people can learn more, um, and connect with them. Are, are the questions the same for all guests? Do you have a set of core questions that you ask everybody? Are the questions always different for every guest? How do you change or, or keep those questions? Yeah, the, the first question is always the same, which is, you know, just asking them to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit more about their business or, or what they do and how they got to where they are. Um, and then our last questions are also the same where, you know, we ask like, uh, if there were like any challenges or what can you tell other people? Um, what's next for your brand? Uh, and then the core section, like the middle section is really what we uh, look to usually change and provide different talking points adjusted to, you know, what the guest expertise is on and, um, you know, what we are interested in, in talking about. I mean, there's times where, you know, for instance, we brought a founder on recently. Um, her brand is absolutely crushing it at TikTok. Um, and so we asked a lot of TikTok related questions. We could have asked operations related questions, right. uh, starting a business related questions, but that's the topic we wanted to dive into. And so um, those are the questions we outlined. So it's really having a good understanding of your guests. And one thing I'll add in terms of the research side, uh, a unique research source that we use, um, I'll actually go through uh, the person's Twitter account because a lot of these mm -hmm. uh, brand founders and marketers are on Twitter and that's how we usually source a lot of our guests. Um, and and we'll, I'll just look through the feed for about like, uh, five, 10 minutes and kind of see like, oh yeah, you've talked about this. Let me put together like two or three questions on this. Yeah, we do the same thing on Twitter. Uh, what I found to work best is you can search the tweets from a specific person that have a certain number of likes. So we'll look for a post with a big number of likes from, for them. And then these are the topics that we see are resonating with the community. And then we usually at least use one or two of those uh, on the questions. Uh, Jake, a couple of questions before we go. Um, in terms of reaching out to the guest, especially at the beginning when you don't have this big audience, what are some of the ways that you guys attracted or pitched guests to come in the show? 
because uh, now I'm guessing it's a bit easier when you know you build a better audience and it's growing and you have proof of concept, especially in the beginning. How do you reach out to those guests to tell them to come back? Yeah, uh, for us, uh, we used to start on on LinkedIn. That's where we started to reach out to guests on. Um, and it's really just like, hey, here's like the idea. And you've got to start with, I think, those smaller guests. Don't d- don't expect right. to land like the the big uh the big fancy guests the first time um you'll probably get a smaller guest but it's over time that you get those smaller guests um and things like that and one thing that's actually worked really effective for us um and obviously you know we've been doing the podcast for a while um so not sure if this is repeatable but if anyone's listening feel free to try this out we've actually found twitter to be a really good source of finding guests and so what i'll do over there is i have like a templated uh outreach thing and i'll customize it to whatever topics they talk about um, we'll send it out with a link to the podcast um, just through Twitter DM. And we actually have a podcast account for uh, or for a podcast on Twitter. And then I'll send them a link to our calendar to, to book if they're down to do it. Um, and that's worked really well. And uh, that account only has like maybe 10 followers on it. Like yeah, I do list the guests that we've had previously, um, but that's been really effective. And And what I'll do in terms of sourcing the guests over there is, I'm a huge fan of the Twitter see more section. So once I find someone that's an interesting guest, I'll scroll down to the see more and then I'll pick like uh, five to 10 more people from there. Uh, see if they've got DMs open and just send the same kind of messages. I love it. That's a good tactic. <laughs> uh, and everybody should have their DMs open because that's where the beautiful things happen. Uh, yeah. Last question, Jay. Um, we ask this to everybody. If you could interview anyone, uh, dead or alive, would it be uh i probably want to interview elon musk i think uh i think he's just got from a marketing perspective um and just the way that he thinks about business is uh absolutely crazy i mean you don't really see other car companies doing what he's done and that's obviously not the only thing that he has uh but i think the way that he thinks about business is just really unique in this uh idea of your revenue source doesn't just need to come necessarily from what you're building and what you're working on. Um, everything can kind of just, you're, you're building to build and you can kind of funnel everything into whichever stream or way you want to kind of go. So that's what I probably want to interview. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to link to the DLC pod. We're also going to link to the uh, Swipely and another project that Jay's working on that everybody listening should check out. But Jay, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Marty. Absolutely. Now, uh, for everybody listening, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for your attention. <laughs>